0: to Psalm 90. As you do so, um, I do want to think it's good to point out that I see kind of the irony of a 30-year-old leading a discussion about uh, numbering our days and dying in the end of life, and you may say, what what do you know about that? Um, And the answer is not much, but I do think that uh, this psalm is especially appropriate for me because it's precisely when you don't think you need to number your days that the bible says you do need to number your days and so with that in mind let's go and uh and read psalm 90 and then i'll walk us through uh, several of these verses lord you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth in the world from everlasting to everlasting you are god of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I want to start um, after reading those verses with a quote from Blaise uh, Pascal. Some of you will know him. He was a 17th century mathematician, but he was also a Christian. And I'm going to update the language. He said, he said, focus and exercise self-control tell them they have a week to live and i think we all intuitively intuitively recognize that that's true that faced with the reality and inevitability of death we get really serious about life and what really matters and i think that's what psalm 90 is trying to do for us to focus our attention on what's most important and on God, who is our only hope. So what I want to do with the time that we have is just point out uh, several aspects of this psalm that are important for us. So I'm going to go through and and point out some verses. I want to first look at verse 2. So if you look again at verse 2, where he says, Before the mountains were brought forth, ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Now, this verse is asking us specifically to meditate on God's being before the world began. And here's why that's important. is because time is something that describes our existence as creatures. Because we are in time, we are limited. We're bound. We're unstable. We change and we wear out. But this psalm wants us to know that's not who God is. God's not like that. He is not a created being in time. He is the everlasting God, unchangeable, unmeasurable, eternally stable and steadfast. Now we're tempted to think, well, that's that's abstract. That's that must be boring. What is God doing? Is He for ready, forever sitting there doing nothing, waiting for something to happen? Now, I want to argue. You shouldn't think of it like that. Rather, you should think of it this way, God's eternal existence is more like the best day you've ever had in your life. Think about that day when you said something like, wow, where did the time go? That was amazing. I lost track of time. That was so much fun. We, we lose track of time on our best and our most, most joyful days, and in the same way, God's life, it's not just extended by duration all the way in the past and all the way to the future. Moses is teaching us it's a different quality of life that he has. It's different from ours. He's eternally blessed. He's free from all limits. He's free from all uncertainty and change that time impresses upon us as creatures. And as we're going to see, that's actually good news for us. Now, of course, then the psalm turns and it tells us about us and that we're the opposite of this. Our lives are incredibly short. They're fragile. I mean, this this psalm is it's shocking because it, it compares us our lives, our entire life, to a, a dream, like a blade of grass, that we're so short and fragile. And I think you're even you're even meant to think, wow, that's that's depressing. And it, it is. But we have to keep reading in the psalm because it's going to tell us why we need to know this. Why is this so important for us? And verses 7 through 11 tell us. Let me read again verse 8 for us. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. Because God is not a being in time, but rather he created time and he's in control of it, He can fill it with his powerful presence. He knows everything, and he knows, this psalm says, our hearts. He knows we're sinners. We don't love him and honor him as we should. And we serve things that are not God, and we ruin the good world he's made. And so the psalm clearly says that God has limited our lives. He has put us under a curse. Now, we may reach 70 or 80 or a little beyond, but that's nothing. It's short, and then it's all over. And the Bible's clear that this is the way things are because of sin. This is not the way things are supposed to be. So it's the way things are, but not the way they're supposed to be. Now, we turn to verses 12 through 14. We really see the heart in the center of this psalm, and it's where our hope is found. But you know, Joshua tells us, one of the things we want to do when we're reading the Bible is notice what surprises us. Look again at verse 12 and ask yourself, what's surprising about this verse? Moses says, so teach us days, a heart of wisdom. So what is surprising about this verse? Well, I would say it's surprising that Moses doesn't ask God to give us more time. He doesn't say extend our lives, give us more years. He doesn't want, more time no he wants a deeper understanding he wants to know why are things this way he asked for a heart of wisdom and what wisdom does is it helps us center god in everything and make him the center of our lives to see him for who he actually is and therefore see ourselves rightly so in wisdom moses cries out return o lord how long have pity on your servants And then notice what he says next. He gives us this precious verse. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. God's steadfast love in Scripture is his covenant faithfulness. His covenant that he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to bring a seed forth that would destroy the work of the devil and redeem his people. Now another question we should ask of verse 12. How are we supposed to rejoice and be glad all our days when we know that our years are limited and we're going to die? That's the question you should ask when you read verse 12. How is this how can we rejoice? I think the answer must be for us then that answers contained in seed form in this psalm is that the steadfast love of the Lord overcomes somehow and in some way the curse of sin. That's Moses' hope, is that the steadfast love of the Lord will overcome this insurmountable problem that we have about our short and miserable and sinful lives. And of course, this is what The New Testament teaches us, listen to these words from Galatians three, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Right there in that verse, we have the curse, we have the blessing to Abraham. So God's steadfast love and power over sin and death is demonstrated in Jesus Christ, who, as Romans 4 says, was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So ultimately, though this is a psalm mostly of lament, there is hope here. And here's how I would summarize the psalm for us. Here's a summary of Psalm 90. It shows us that we must come to terms with the reality of death and the power of sin that causes it so that in wisdom we may know our only hope is in God and his steadfast love. This is eventually demonstrated in Christ so that the scripture promises if you believe in him, you will one day rise up out of the dust to everlasting life. I hope that's encouraging for you as we deal with this Um, crisis of sorts in our country. I hope you reflect on it uh, to understand how the steadfast love of the Lord is better than life. And I hope we all during this time will learn to number our days so that we might rightly focus on what God has done for us in Christ. Um, Let me pray for us as we end. Lord, we do believe and we want to understand more how your steadfast love is better than life. Thank you for these ancient words from Psalm 90 to give us wisdom today. God, let it seep deep into our hearts. Let it change us, who we are as individuals, who we are as a church, so that we might rightly reflect your glory as we look and see and enjoy Jesus Christ. We pray in his name, amen. Joshua